You're listening to the Fade to Gray Network. Hey, these are the movies that molded me. These are the movies that molded me. Jal the movies. Jal the movies. Hey, one love. Hey, I like the movies with the boobies. Welcome back to another Movies That Molded Me. If you guys are familiar with the Fade to Gray Network at all, you guys know that this podcast started as a segment on that network and has now moved over to become its own thing. And right around the time of the first of this new year, welcome 2020. Happy New Year, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) I hope your 2019 was good, but I hope that 2019 is even better. You know, always moving forward in an upward trajectory. Anyway, what we're here to talk about today is the top movies of 2019. And with me on this episode, we have our friendly favorite, Chris, the main movie man. I don't know. Anyway, so and then that, um, and the the lovely lady voice you heard there is Elizabeth. Hey, hey. Say hi. Hi. And then if you if you heard episode number one of Movies That Molded Me, then you know that Corey was our guest and he's back again. Say hi, Corey. Hey, hello to you millions of people, dozens of you. <laughs> <laughs> all, dozen, all dozens all of you. Dozens yes. of you. I think dozens is probably no. more accurate. A whole dozen of you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us. <laughs> Corey, it's good to have you back. It's good to be back. Corey's back. All right. All right. And 2019 <laughs> is dead and gone. But we are here to talk about the top movies of 2019, which this is going to be very interesting, guys, because I was noticing that I can probably count on one hand the amount of movies that I saw in theater in, in 2019. <laughs> and none of those movies are on my top three list, just Same. so you know right now. So we'll, we'll go ahead and have the conversation that streaming is taking over. If you have not invested in Netflix or Amazon Prime or one of those streaming services, do so. Disney Plus, like because that is the future of movies. And we were just talking about another movie off off set, which I don't think is on anybody's list, but also came out this last year. Uncut Gems, Adam Sandler, Big Ups, who actually released on screen and streaming. And we think that maybe that might be the future of some of these big big movies so at least but, until um, they yes. change uh the the oscars um to where you can actually win awards by just putting stuff on streaming isn't that right Corey? they have like some sort of thing where it has to be a theatrical release i think that's why a lot of them they do they'll like put like things in like you know the irishman did like a, a small theatrical release because i think like right now like certain awards you have that it has to have like there's criteria and i think it had to have had, like opened up an x amount of theaters in the u.s right yeah. yeah, that'll change at some point. Streaming oh, sure. is the future. I agree. Oh, and edit. I guess one of my movies d- was released in theater and I saw it on, I still streamed it, but it, it came out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So the way we're going to do this, we always let our guests go first. And although Corey, this is your second time, technically you are still a guest. So what we're going to do is start out from, Bottom to top, go three, two, one. Um, so what is your third favorite movie from 2019? Okay, so I also I decided to try and pick one, at least one that was uh, streaming-centric. Um, and it came down to uh, Dolomite or Marriage Story, and I'm going with A Marriage Story. 
No, nice. uh, that's my number three movie of 2019. I was a fan of Dolomite. I like seeing Eddie Murphy back, but I don't know. Mary Story edged it out. And I caught that from the comfort of my sofa in my living room on Netflix. Isn't that wonderful? That's totally the future. Yeah, for sure. Well, tell us a little bit about Marriage Story. Uh, it is a uh, it is a movie that's just about uh, a divorce and two people trying to um, have uh, a copacetic divorce. Um, and then obviously lawyers get involved. It gets uh, nasty real fast. Essentially, the man is a guy living in New York City, having his life there. Uh, and the uh, woman uh, played by Scarlett Johansson is an actress wanting to take her career back out to L.A. And so it's just it's like a slice of life film that just covers a. Uh, uh, kind of the travesty of divorce and when a kid's involved and how ugly it can get. And uh, yeah, it was really good though. It's very visceral emotionally for sure. Yeah, I would 100% agree. I absolutely love this movie. It made my top 10 of the year. Um, it did not make my top three, but it's definitely in my top 10. I think Adam driver, if he doesn't win an Oscar for his role in this movie, I think something's wrong. Agreed. Um, Agreed. He was, and I like Scarlett Johansson, but I really think that Adam Driver just, I don't know, this might be the best acting I've ever seen from him. It was so good. Absolutely so well done. Yeah. I want to say both of you guys did a very good job describing this. And I, and we're going to have to be careful because normally on Movies That Mold Me, we're doing old movies that's been out for years. And this with this last year, we have to be very careful. No spoilers. I'm going to do my best to, as we're talking about these movies, not to give away too many spoilers. But you guys did great. Um, but I have not seen this movie. Oh, so it's streaming. Uh, How could you not have seen this? This is like right up your alley. I mean, is it really though? Cause the title to me, I think is what turned me off. I don't know what the, I, but it sounds like something that maybe need to look into, but you need like, to watch what this. genre, what genre would this fall into? Drama. Drama. Yeah. Yeah. yeah according to IMDb, it's <laughs> comedy, drama, romance. A chick flick. I don't think so at all. I would definitely not classify this as a chick flick. I certainly wouldn't call it romance. Maybe lack thereof. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the maybe in the opening scene, you you kind of get like a taste of what it what the romance was like. Um, kind of, is it kind of like Five Hundred Days of Summer? No, that's a good movie. Because there's actually like you see a lot of the like building of the relationship you kind of see it like peak and then fall. And this one, you literally are dropped right into the, to the end. Hmm. Yeah. You're just kind of watching like a copacetic, uh, like a mutual thing, just kind of crack and crumble. Oh um, just honestly due to a lot of outside influence and stuff. It just, it's, it's a very emotional, like emotional movie for sure. And mm. I, I also just like seeing movies. I don't hate superhero movies. I don't hate franchises, but it's fun to watch actors who are, tied into them step out of them for you know for a film and and kind of see them do other things so yeah i I love that about you know seeing adam driver and scar joe um get to do something just more grounded Mm. yeah Corey, what would you give a marriage story on the grayscale i'm gonna give it a four okay cool uh elizabeth have you i've not seen it okay i'm actually giving a marriage story (sighs) 4.5 y'all so a marriage story gets 8.5 on the grayscale. Not too bad uh, of a start there <laughs> with only two people seeing it. 
<laughs> I, I might give it a shot just because I trust you, Chris, and in your taste in movies, as long as it's not Back to the Future. We're not allowed so. to vote on it if we haven't seen it. There's no That's time true. travel. Right. I'm not voting. I'm just saying I'm, allow- I'm allowing myself to give it a chance because I've now had two two people that I trust in their opinions of movies, maybe. that. Yeah, he's actually going to watch it now. He's not going to vote. He's just going to watch it. Okay. Elizabeth, are you going to watch this? No, probably not. I can't do divorce movies. It's... Wallace Shawn's in it. Triggering. <laughs> Triggering. That's true. That's true. Wallace Shawn is in it. I forgot all about that. <laughs> is there is there something that I need to know about this? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Getting triggered by divorce movies. Oh yep. my gosh, we need Seth on here to do a mental episode about this. <laughs> Some marriage counseling all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number three movie, baby? Okay, so this one's hard for me to figure out. I. I don't know. I put down Wine Country. Okay. So Wine Country another is another movie, streaming right? movie because I only saw one movie in theaters that I can remember. I know I saw more, but I only remember seeing one and it's not on my list. <laughs> it was always with the kids. Yeah. That's the I remember problem. you guys going and seeing Frozen 2. That's the one I saw and yes. it's not on my list. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> not on your list. <laughs> Why? Uh, although, yeah, anyway. Wine country. So during a vacation in Apple Valley, a group of longtime friends reunite and revisit past choices in this hilarious, heartfelt comedy from director Amy Poehler. Uh, it stars Amy Poehler as well as, I always get her last name wrong, Rachel Dr- Dratch, Dratch, Dratch. Yeah, Rachel Dratch. Um, and Anna Gasteyer, Maya Rudolph, Paula, uh, Paula Pell. Um, it's just, I mean, it's like, it's Amy and all of her friends, basically, except for Tina Fey. Where was Tina Fey? I guess she was in it for like two seconds, but um, I really like Amy Poehler. I like her writing. I like her directing. So she had to be on my list, basically. Um, yeah. So she didn't write it, though, actually. Liz Krakowski and Emily Spivy wrote it, and Amy directed and starred. So, hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel really bad because I haven't seen this. I haven't seen it. Uh, and I have not either. I, I thought you almost did, watched it because the, preview, the previews looked good and I knew that you would enjoy it. And so I recommended yeah. you to watch it, but I did not watch it. No. Oh, okay. Well, since oh, I'm the only one I'm so sorry. voting on this one, I'm giving it a five. Um, <laughs> it should be like what bonus liked- points for no one else watching it. <laughs> <laughs> what I liked the most, like, yeah, so I like Amy Poehler a lot, but what I liked about it, it was another one of those real life kind of things. This might be the theme of movies from 19, from 1999, from 2019, um, after your description of the marriage story, this is similar to where it's just a group of ladies in their 40s and like what they're now living through as being in their 40s. They've lived enough life to have a plethora of knowledge, but not like they're not old yet, if that makes any sense. But they're yeah. encountering things that they may be dealing with as they get old. Um, and so it's they're coming to terms with the fact that they are aging. And it's just... um I like that kind of thing. I kind of feel like I could relate, yeah. even though I'm only 36, like I could relate to what they were working through in the movie. So anyway, of course, what, uh, do you know what streaming platform this was on? Cause I'd like to watch it. I watched it on Netflix. Netflix. Okay. I will definitely check it out. I, I mean, I think those ladies are super funny. So I, yeah, that's I think a strong cast. Like yeah. Yeah. It Lots it really of was. SNL veterans there. Yes. A whole slew of them. So yeah. That was my number three. Well, 
wine country gets five <laughs> on the grayscale. I'm I'm really sorry to say. Well, I think there may not be very high in scoring on this. this one by the way, because if this episode, probably yeah, if, won't. if 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 half you guys are picking movies that you saw in theater and and the rest of us aren't, that's going to end up being kind of low scoring. So we'll see where everything falls. So it probably will even out then. So yeah. um, that that means it's my turn. Uh, so my third favorite movie of the year. Um, and there were a lot of actually, actually there were a lot of good movies this year. I'm, I'm normally bitching about how few good movies come out every year, but I think 2019 was a good year for movies. Um, and I loved this one. Uh, this one is a directorial debut from Olivia Wilde. Um, it starred Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Deaver. Uh, it's a coming of age movie called book smart. Uh, it's about two young women, uh, that are in high school. It's their senior year. Uh, and they worked very hard their entire, uh, high school career, um, and played very little, uh, just so that they could get into specific colleges only to find out like as all their other friends and stuff at school that kind of slacked off, uh, and partied the whole time, like they're getting into the exact same colleges. Uh, and so, they decide to on the last night of high school, just to go out and get, you know, basically live it up and live life to the fullest. Um, you know, cause they, they haven't done that. Um, and it's such an endearing movie and it's so good. Uh, so well acted. And I think Olivia Wilde does a fantastic job directing it. Has anyone seen this movie? Nope. Has anybody else seen this movie? That's the I, question. I've seen it. I have not either. Yay, Corey's yeah, seen it. Yeah, no, I actually watched it recently. Um, and uh, no, I really enjoyed I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, uh, maybe not as much as you. I'm a pretty big uh, fan of uh, Beanie Feldstein. I'm kind of yeah. like excited to see where her career goes because I think she's a, uh, she's a phenomenal talent. Uh, I just yeah. really enjoy her work. But no, like I, I really like the movie. I think it, like in the middle, it felt like a really long music video for a while, <laughs> you know. Um, and uh, and I think all the adults kind of took me out of it because they were kind of caricatures uh, to a degree because it's you know That's Jason true. Sudeikis and and stuff like that. But right at the same time, I think uh, I think it was a really strong uh, teen uh, comedy movie. Um, it had it, it had its heart in there as well, you know. It kind of took me back to like the golden age of like the late '90s uh, teen movies, um, kind of, but just like an updated version. Because um, I think like we, it's been a while since we've really seen a good one. I really liked uh, uh, Bo Burnham's at Eighth Grade that came out last year. Yes, so I kind of like made my seeing, top ten. I think I like seeing like kind of this resurgence of like teen centric movies, um, kind of coming back. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie. It was, it was it was a fun watch. Yeah, it was great. Uh, what would you give this movie on the grayscale? I give it a four. Yeah. I give this movie a 4.5. Um, Elizabeth, have you seen this? I have not. Well, that means that Booksmart is getting a total of 8.5 tied with a marriage story on the grayscale. Not so bad. That's like tied for number one at this point, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, it's my turn. And I doubt Elizabeth has seen this movie, so we'll see how this goes. And maybe the two of you guys have or not. We'll see. So this is the only movie on my list that is did not come out streaming first i don't think um and it is an m night shamalamana <laughs> 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 um 
the mo- I'm not even gonna. Ch- I'm not even gonna try that the second time around. <laughs> um, but glass. Okay. So, yeah. If you guys are familiar at all, this is a sequel to two movies. Actually, this is a sequel to Unbreakable and Split. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure um, if you know Unbreakable starred Bruce Willis um, at, and. Samuel L. Jackson as like these two comic book style type heroes where the one needed the other yin and the yang sort of thing. And uh, Bruce Willis played the unbreakable character. He found out through like a train accident he lived through that he couldn't die. And, and so he became like the local superhero. Yada, yada. So that's the, that's the original. So this is the sequel. And then you have Split played by James McAvery or Mick McAvoy. 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 Sorry, James. Forgive me, Jimmy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) At least I didn't go Shemalamalamalam, Shemalamadingdong on him. So, (laughs) um, and he plays like how many different personalities were inside of him? I can't remember all of them, but one of them was the beast. And Mm -hmm. so basically it was like this killer that lived inside of him. And there was a love interest, I believe, played by... Let's see if I screw this up too. Anya Taylor Joy. Joy is mm-hmm. that? Yeah, and and her character is Casey Cook from that first movie. And so there's a lot of spillover from the characters. They stayed very true to the the storyline as far as and um I it was a surprisingly good movie. Like I expected to be entertained, but it kind of like gripped me like like from the beginning. I I feel like it, personally, um. I wasn't very familiar with Split as of a movie, but I think it you know stayed very good to the tr- storyline for Unbreakable. Um, I loved kind of like Sarah Paulson's character who played this Dr. Ellie Staple character who basically was trying to tell both Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce Willis that and James McAvoy that basically maybe they're not superheroes and it's in your head and then you have Samuel L. Jackson's character who will not let go of the fact that no, they are all they are super and and kinda like orchestrated some different events to allow, you know, like their powers to be seen on a public scale and it's, you know, classic, you know, good versus evil sort of thing and I enjoyed it. It made my top my top three. So there you go. Te- tear I, it apart. <laughs> I'm not going to tear it apart. I I I definitely enjoyed Split from 2016 a lot more than I liked this movie. Uh, I thought this movie was was good. Um, I enjoyed it. It's definitely like a movie you go and enjoy. I think you know as far as making a top list. I mean, sure, why not? It, but for me, it's more of a popcorn movie. I'm a huge fan yeah. of Anya Taylor Joy, uh, who uh, she was fantastic in The Witch. Um, and a movie from 2017 called Thoroughbreds. Um, so she definitely, for me, is the best part of this movie, along with James McAvoy, who in Split, I thought he was just so well acted in that movie. Um, and he also did a you know decent job in this one, but, but really Split was his movie. Uh, this one was kind of like the culmination of all three. Uh, it was good. It was good. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan, he gets a lot of shit for some of his movies, but I actually like him for probably his last more than... Name. i actually like him probably more than most people do i even like some of the the movies that you know bomb uh so yeah i I think he's very inventive and i like him uh this movie was good it was a good movie Uh, anybody else Corey? did you see it i have not seen it oh another low score i got (laughs) i got my score i saw unbreakable i didn't see split so i couldn't see this well watch split and then 
watch Glass and let me know what you think because uh, it's it's entertaining. Like I said, I didn't expect to be blown away. It wasn't like a blockbuster movie, but I was pretty excited when it came out. Samuel L. Jackson's, I think, a great actor. Obviously, Bruce Willis is. Uh, <laughs> I like him. You know, it's from from my generation. So. I think Bruce Willis can be pretty good. Uh, he was he, he can was good be. in this movie. Not in everything though. Yeah, uh, you're true on that. Um, <laughs> Omar, what would you give? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Elizabeth. Have you seen this movie? No, she has not. No, I, okay. I've seen Unbreakable, but not Split or Glass. Okay, um, Omar, what do you give this movie? <sighs> I'm gonna give it a three, okay. and I want to give it higher, but I I can't. I want to give it higher, but I can't. Yeah, I'm also gonna give this movie a three, uh, which means it is still ahead of Wine Country <laughs> <laughs> with it's six okay, points. Amy. It's okay. <laughs> I will just mention that I was originally going to put I Am Mother at number three. Mm, and I, I wanted to see that movie. I still haven't seen it. It's good. But I think I, Glass was more enjoyable, just entertaining. Where I, I Am Mother, you kind of had to think through. It was a good movie. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that one. All right. Well, that brings us back to Corey. Uh, Corey, what is your second favorite movie of 2019? Oh, this is interesting with the whole points, and I don't know who's seen what now. <laughs> um so now i don't know what, where to go um man i'm gonna go with uh uh knives out uh by uh, ryan johnson uh it's a murder mystery um it's uh it's just about a, a wealthy uh mystery uh writer uh is uh found uh dead and he's kind of got a family that's all like uh, got ulterior motives towards his fortune and uh and then and then his housekeeper who takes care of him or like his a uh, his nurse who takes care of him is kind of caught up in all of it. It has like a, a really um, relevant subtext to like everything going on in terms of uh, Trump and immigrants, but it's like buried so deep that you can still enjoy the movie if you don't pick up on it. Uh, and it was just a really, um, it was probably the most fun. I think I had in a the movie theater this year. Um, it was just, it was just, it's just a really fun movie with like a really cool ensemble cast. Yeah. It's got a, a huge, I actually saw this movie as well. Um, and it is definitely a very fun movie. Um, like, like you said, an ensemble cast, Daniel Craig, I had no idea he could actually act like, I mean, I've seen him in, 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 uh, bond movies, for the last 10 years. And he's great as that character. Um, and of course he was in David Fincher's the girl with the dragon tattoo. He was great in that movie. Yeah. Um, that's a good movie. But, uh, he, he does such a great Southern accent in this movie. It's, it's absolutely intoxicating. Uh, you really get drawn into his character. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in this, uh, Tony Collette, like there's everyone loves her. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a great movie. It's a whole lot of fun. um, probably the second most fun I had in the theaters all year. So I highly recommend this movie. Um, and it also made my top 10 list this year, but not my top three. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen this one, but yeah. I want to see it. I've, I watched previews for it and yeah, the cast just looking at the ensemble cast when I was watching the preview, it's like, Ooh, that looks like a really good movie. But unfortunately I did not see it. Omar, did you see knives out? I have not. As I was preparing for this, there's a handful of movies, and hopefully some of them get mentioned, that I definitely want to see. And I've heard nothing but good reviews for this movie from you know friends that have gotten to see it, basically saying the same thing Corey said about it just being like the most fun they've had in a movie theater in a while, which I... I can't remember last time I went to a movie theater and said, well, that was fun. And so that's interesting. So like, I definitely want to see it, but no, I can't vote on it. Yeah, it's great. Um, 
I'll go ahead and vote. I give this movie a five. Yeah, I'd give it a five as well. It was just it was just too much fun. Yeah, it was great. So that means that Knives Out is now in the lead with ten points, followed by a marriage story and Booksmart with eight point five points. It probably should be too, like honestly. Yeah. I think so. But we still have uh, more number twos and more number ones to come. We'll see uh, what's going to end up on the uh, definitive list here. We still got over half the game left to figure it out. (laughs) Elizabeth, what is your second favorite movie of 2019? Okay. I seriously think I'm going to lose this game. Um, (laughs) Because my number two is a comedy romance, Always Be My Maybe, which streamed on Netflix. So the summary of it, everyone assumed Sasha and Marcus would wind up together, except for Sasha and Marcus. Reconnecting after 15 (laughs) years, the two start to wonder, maybe? Um, It starred, hang on, let me get their names right, Ali Wong and Randall Park. Yeah, shut up. I like chick flicks. It starred Ali Wong and Randall Park. (laughs) I'm just trying not to make faces. I'm trying so hard. (laughs) It's not working. And they wrote this movie as well. It was directed by Nanachika Khan. I can't say his name. What I liked about this... Ed Knight Shyamalan? No. (laughs) Um, Corey's having to change his number one because you just just said it. Always be my maybe. (laughs) Gotta readjust things. (laughs) Anyway, I liked this movie because... It was an all-Asian cast for the most part, except Keanu Reeves makes an appearance. Is he Asian? I don't even know. Um, is he play? Is this correct? Does he play Keanu Reeves in yeah, the movie? He plays himself, <laughs> and his his uh, yeah his cameo he himself is in Lego Movie too. Hilarious, hilarious. Um, he actually gets punched in the face too, which is funny. Um, anyway, I I thought it was a great. Um, take on a chick flick um two high school friends reconnecting and you think you know them because you you, like it sounds like a typical chick flick but as the movie goes on you realize they don't actually fall into the typical chick flick characters which is one reason Mm. why another reason why i really like the movie and it's a twist ending yeah all right uh has anyone else seen this movie (sighs) I haven't seen it, but I'd give it three points based on Keanu Reeves playing Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch the Omar, movie just for it? that scene. It's awesome. No, I have not seen it. God, I, I haven't seen it either, that, Elizabeth. I, I can't say the description makes me want to see it either. <laughs> That's why I'm saying I'm losing this game. I'm going to give it a five just so that I can get five points on the board. <laughs> Elizabeth, I like. I'm it. so sorry. It's okay. I, I watch chick flicks. I don't I'd watch action movies. I do play this game with a bunch of girls, and it would work better. But I like chick I don't flicks feel bad though. At all. Well, I feel kind of bad. <laughs> um, all right, always be my maybe at five points. Uh, that means it's my turn. Yep. Um, I don't think that Omar and Elizabeth will have seen this because it was in the theaters. Um, but yeah. this movie was, and apparently, you and Corey go to see movies together. So. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair i haven't actually been in the same room as Corey in probably 10 years all right this movie was the most fun i had in the theaters all year it was an absolute blast it was two hours and 40 minutes of revisionist history and i'm talking about 
Quentin Tarantino written and directed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It stars, of course, Brad Boo. Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Margot Robbie. <laughs> what are you booing? Um, I just tried to watch that movie today and made it 20 minutes into it and was like, that was a wasted $5. What? Are you kidding me? This was oh my, my number gosh. one. This was my number one. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is so fucking great. It's It's... Really, it's based on uh, has-been actor Rick Dalton and his stunt double Cliff Booth, uh, just majestically played by Brad Pitt and uh, Leo DiCaprio. Um, and and the I guess like the the tie-in to the Manson family is that they live right down the road from Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski during the time of their murder by the Manson family. Um, of course, there's a lot of parallels to this movie uh, as far as the history revisionism goes and Inglorious Bastards. Um, extremely well written, well shot. It's like a love letter uh, to a bygone era of Hollywood. One of the laugh out loud, funniest and most entertaining movies of the year. You know, second to, uh, I say Knives Out would be second to this movie. Um, either way, it was so great and I loved every single minute of it. I can't believe you didn't like this, Omar. <laughs> Well, I mean, I was preparing for this and looking at the different movies that, that were top of 2019, and that kept coming up. And I read the description, and I see the the cast. I like Quentin Tarantino. I'm like, this. I mean, how can I go wrong? And I'm trying to figure out. It was between watching that or watching Gemini Man with with Will Smith, and, I, and I'm like, <laughs> I th- I think I would like both of these movies, but I could only rent one of them. So I rented. Uh, what's my time in Hollywood? You made and the right choice. I, I did not. I still have like an over an hour or something left, and I'm probably not going to watch it. Like I got, you have two hours and twenty minutes left. I got twenty five <laughs> minutes into it, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, How do you I mean, not like I, it? I mean, okay, it's you so only gave it boring minutes. and dry, and all you they're doing only is gave it twenty yeah. minutes. You need to, you need to keep going. And, you know how many movies have like have me sold within the first five minutes? Like movies like Gemini Man. Up? I mean, twenty minutes. I, I never see. I never seen two Gemini Will Smiths. Two Will Smiths. Right. I, I want to see it. I think it's going to be great. And I, and I obviously I made the wrong decision today. But oh my and, god. <laughs> you are. I mean, I love the. I love the. I love the actors. But I mean, I'm sure there's probably some good parts in it. But God, it was so like boring and dry to begin with i just you, couldn't handle it you can't judge this movie based on 20 minutes Corey, set the record straight There's, there are shows that are only 20 minutes long so yes you can judge it by 20 minutes <laughs> this movie is like three hours long and i think i saw it in theaters four times yeah like it, like <laughs> I, I saw it I, twice I, I i spent an obscene amount of time in a movie theater just watching this movie over and over again uh no i love this movie i think it's like it, it definitely has become my favorite uh tarantino film um, Oh, your favorite yeah i think so i think because wow. uh i think it's 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 become my favorite um and then uh I, the movie is it's a lot of fun it is that love letter to just like this uh old era of hollywood and it, and it captures it so well but i think another great thing it does is it really kind of recaptures uh the um memory of sharon tate you know who is just famous for being killed and it's great to see like this story being told of her and like what she was doing at the time you know because you don't get to see that much when you hear sharon tate come up she usually just and died you know while pregnant Mm -hmm. slaughtered by his family so it's just cool to like see her story 
outside of the context of just that, you know? So right. I, I thought the movie did a good job doing that as well. So, yeah. And Margot Robbie playing that role was just, and, and, and with, with ease, man, like she didn't even have a whole lot of lines, just like her facial expressions and oh, stuff yeah. while she was watching her movie in the movie theater was so awesome. Yeah. Nails just, it. Yeah, absolutely. She's, she's so fantastic in this movie. Oh, fuck you, Omar. Good God. What is wrong with you? Take a number. <laughs> uh well Corey. since uh i mean i can we allow omar to vote on this film since he's only seen 20 minutes i don't think so i think you have to have seen the whole entire thing to to allow that's someone to vote f- that's fair yeah i think that's <laughs> he's very gonna fair. give it a negative point <laughs> <laughs> Corey, what would you give once upon a time in hollywood you said this was going to be your your oh, number yeah. one this is a five because like, this was gonna yeah. be my number one yeah yeah i also give this movie a five uh so suck it omar (laughs) i think you guys would make perfect dates you know you should (laughs) bro out and go watch movies together (laughs) you always agree on what movie to watch oh my gosh that means that once upon a time in hollywood and knives out are tied for first place with 10 points this might be the lowest scoring movies have molded me ever <laughs> well, that's okay. This is true. This is true. <laughs> Omar, All right, so it's my turn for go. My oh my two, gosh! Huh? Let's go ahead and I can't wait to hear uh, how Gemini Man <laughs> takes number two. <laughs> I, if, if I if I got to watch it, maybe I don't know. We got two Will Smiths, like you said. Anyway, um, honestly, I think my number one and number two could potentially be interchangeable. Um, I'm going to go number two. It was mentioned earlier. Dolomite is my name. Okay. All right. Um, this is the, the story of Rudy Ray Moore. Um, Eddie Murphy plays Rudy Ray Moore. Um, and you know, takes place in the 1970s. Um, and it's really just all about like the, the comedy rap career of Rudy Ray Moore and how he made his way when everybody was telling him that he wasn't going to be able to, to make it. And um, all the way down to like basically uh, producing his own film and getting out there, and, and it just everything that he did, it, the black community really responded to, and he actually made a huge name for himself. It's a true story, obviously, and um, the movie that he created was called Dolomite, and so Dolomite is his name is the is he got. Eddie Murphy, uh, Craig Robinson in this, Mike Epps, Chris Rock, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, Wesley Snipes. Um, so um, a lot of people like Wesley Snipes, Eddie Murphy, I have, you know, grew up watching and haven't and you seen, haven't them, seen in them in a while. In, in like two decades probably. Right. You know, so, and they can still act. Um, and so it was good. Uh, I would definitely recommend it. It was on my number two. So that's about all I have to say about that. Has anyone else seen this movie? I've seen it. I was actually going to maybe bump that to one, and now that one's gone. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There wasn't that many good movies in 2019, in my opinion, but I didn't see a whole lot. You didn't go to the theaters. I didn't go see enough to say that, yeah. (laughs) No, it's it's a really good movie. Uh, It's it's fascinating. It's a movie about making a movie. Um, it's, It's definitely kind of a... Weirdly enough, it's this pretty outlandish comedy but it's kind of got like this heart to it because you're watching this guy like pretty much everyone's telling him he can't do something he's just doing it anyways um and and they they really capture that spirit like this diy spirit which is kind of relevant to like filmmaking today where like we all have like more technology on our phones to make a film than they had to like make die hard you know like and and so i I, it's kind of a 
it's kind of an inspirational film in just that way. Mm -hmm. But like, uh, again, just seeing Eddie Murphy kind of step back in this kind of role was just really cool. Um, and then like, um, Wesley Snipes is phenomenal in this. Like he, like, <laughs> he does a really good job in this movie. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I didn't know it was him at first yeah, for about half the movie. I didn't realize it was Wesley Snipes. I like, I recognized him, but I'm like, who is that? And I'm like, holy shit. So. Yeah. He like plays like somewhat like actor that they kind of like convinced to be in their movie just cause they'll let him direct. And he, he, he does, he does a really good job playing kind of like a guy who feels like he's too good to be there. And so it's a, uh, no, this is a really yeah, good a real movie. person. I forget his name. Yeah, but he did a great job. Well, what would you guys give? I am Dolomite on the grayscale. So it's just the two of us, huh? Yep. I have not seen this, but I'm definitely going to be watch. This will be the first movie I watch. I mean, whenever I have time to to stream, it's it. pretty good. I mean, yeah. it's definitely one you don't want to watch around the kids. Um, <laughs> well, luckily, <laughs> I don't have any classic, classic, you know, uh, Eddie Murphy language and stuff. But it's good. Go ahead, Corey. What would you give it? I give it a four. For sure. Pretty good. Based on the fact that I personally feel like the amount of movies that I watched in 2019, I watched a lot more TV shows that I would rank higher than movies, but like just the quality of movies, I don't think I'm going to give it a five. Like, like maybe like if it was a, a larger scale of to choose from, um, as far as other movies to compare it to, but for as 2019, I'm giving it a five. Okay. Well, Dolomite is my name gets a nine out of <laughs> 20 on the grayscale. Uh, that's okay, though. I mean, that's still yeah, pretty good not compared to the other ones. It's now in third place uh, behind the tide uh, once upon a time in Hollywood and Knives Out. So, yeah, not doing so bad. I cannot wait to watch this movie. I'm a huge Eddie Murphy fan. Uh, Coming to America is definitely one of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there's going to be a uh, sequel. Well, for a sequel, yeah. That's going to yeah. be cool. That'll be interesting. Um, well, all right, Corey, we're back to you. What is your, I mean, hopefully you figured it out because we've yeah. stolen two of them by now. Uh, <laughs> Throw me off. I'm go watch the movies real quick. Yeah. Ooh, um, man. Uh, You're number one. I'm, I'm contemplating going with the, th- man, we're just going with the deep cut. I'm going to go with the deep cut. Like, yeah, right. like let's just go. I'm probably the only person, maybe the only person that's seen this, um, but uh, it's a movie called Skin. Um, and uh, it's on Amazon Prime, so I streamed it, uh, I, I, and it may have just been a streaming movie. Um, it came out. It came out through A twenty four, the studio A twenty four. I love A twenty four. Yeah, it stars Jamie Bell um, as a as a like a neo Nazi uh, skinhead, um, and, he, and he's like raised within this and kind of indoctrinated into it. Um, he's covered in tattoos, uh, and then it's just it's kind of like a modern. American history X and just life mm. kind of taking them out of it, you know? Um, and, uh, it, it's a pretty powerful film. It's, and it's super like stressful. Like it is, it's, 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 it's just, it's a super suspenseful movie. Like it, um, and so, uh, yeah, I figured I'll just throw out a deep cut at my one that way, just to put it out there for people who may be looking for something to watch. Uh, it, it, I, I found it on Amazon prime. So, I love that. Uh, I did something similar on the time travel movies that molded me with the movie Primer, hoping that people would go check it out. Uh, I have not seen Skin, but I'm definitely going to be going and watching it now. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. So I got to watch both of those. It's a solid watch it's for a sure. I was cast. I'm looking it up right now. Like Mike Coulter is in there. No. But whatever. Everybody's already said what they're going to say about Joker. So I'm going to throw Skin at one. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I. Uh, I don't know if I liked Joker. I still don't know how I feel about it. I 
I only watched it one time in the theater, but I, I don't know. I don't know that we needed that, you know? I really it's, liked it. Um, I think it could yeah. open the door for some really creative things and that like kind of the oversaturated superhero thing. But at the uh-huh. same time, I'm excited to watch it again because I'm kind of in the same boat where it's like, I liked it, but I want to see it again. Right. I'm definitely yeah. not going to put it in my top 10 list until I see it again. I'm, I, I don't think it would make it uh, because I think, like I said, I think 2019 was very strong was. for movies. But, uh, but yeah, definitely an interesting take, but... Okay, so sorry, we got off track. Skin. <laughs> Skin. Skin was my yeah, one. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I was well, going to say, I'm looking up the uh, cast of characters. I have not seen this movie, but, you know, like that Danielle McDonald's, like, obviously, she's like in that Dumplin' movie that's on Netflix and stuff as well. And uh, shoot, Luke Cage is in there, Mike Coulter. And so. Yeah, I mean, that's Nick's brother. Some, <laughs> there's definitely some people <laughs> in there that, like, looks like a good cast, so interested in seeing it well i'm guessing elizabeth has seen this one. Oh yeah no <laughs> no 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 have <laughs> <I'm> not <laughs> all right Corey, what are you giving skin i'll give it a four just a four i'm gonna give it a four okay i've only seen it the one time but it was it was a really good watch it was it was a, it was a well done movie i'm gonna watch it i mean i've got several movies to watch now based on you know everyone's recommendation uh skin gets a four on the on the overall scale which means it is dead last unfortunately uh, Elizabeth, um, what is your number one movie of 2019? Let me see if any of you have seen it. Written by Sergio Pablos, who also wrote Despicable Me you and say Treasure names Planet. As well as I do. I do. It is the Christmas time release on Netflix called Klaus, the animated film. Mm. I put that on my top. <laughs> yep, that's how much you guys loved it. But again. I love I animated movies, and this one <laughs> Cue was. <the> crickets. <laughs> I feel so bad because I came so close to watching it like at least five times I, in the last two weeks. I tried to watch it. Omar did. Like try. we sat down as a family and we're like, "This is what we're gonna do for Christmas on Christmas Eve and watch Klaus." And the HDMI HDMI cable was not working at her parents' house, so it did. not I was happen. so I was so pissed, but anyway, yeah, I. I liked that movie. I liked, I loved the movie. Um, and here's why. Number one, it's animated. So you already got like half a point there for me. Um, <laughs> Rashida Jones is one of the voices. I love Rashida Jones. The, um, the storyline though is what really got me. And the music actually was really pretty good as well. But the story, it's a really pretty dark movie at first um, for, especially for an animated movie, but it, it becomes light as you go through the show. Uh, the synopsis on imbd.com is a simple act of kindness always sparks another, even in a frozen, faraway place. When Smearsenberg's new postman, Jesper, befriends toymaker Klaus, their gifts melt an age-old feud and deliver a sleigh full of holiday traditions. And it, it kind of, um, yeah, that sums it up really, really well, but... It gives suggestions for why uh, Santa Claus tradition is the way it is. Um, they kind of throw in a bunch of different things throughout the movie to make it like, oh, Santa Claus gets down, goes down chimneys. Why? And they give like, there's a reason in the movie. So anyway. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Is this a Spanish language movie? Mm, no, it's not. Oh, okay. It might... I'm just seeing that Sergio Pablos is a, a Spanish director. Yeah. Well, not I... that that means anything, but. All the cast is um, English speaking. 
So yeah, Joan Cusack is in it. In it. She's one of the voices. And Oh, I love her. Yeah. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Especially in Adam's Family Values, right, Corey? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Joan Cusack. <laughs> Corey and I had to debate on whether or not Joan Cusack was good in Adam's Family Values one time. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> Keep going. Jason Schwartzman <laughs> is the lead. J.K. Simmons is Klaus. So anyway, yeah. It's... um. I really liked it, so I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> I'll put it on my list to watch next Christmas time. Uh, I'm not opposed to animated movies. I like them. Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends on the movie, but it sounds good. Um, but Klaus, okay. Norm MacDonald is a voice actor in it for any Billy Madison fans out there. Hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Norm MacDonald. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I had a ton of people recommend this movie. Like, if they... Yeah, that's the problem though it's just like around december like i have like 30 movies i want to watch so yeah. it's add it's hard to add new ones so that's kind of mm-hmm. what i ran into this year but yeah i've heard a lot of really good things about it why do they always release so many movies right around christmas time is it because they're gearing up for oscar season so they want to release everything right then yeah like a lot Probably. there's a lot of awards movies like the biopics mm. like ford versus ferrari and stuff they're all going out for that stuff so yeah uh, well that brings us to my number one movie of 2019 um i actually just saw this last week I I happened to see that it was playing at only one theater in the entire Dallas Metroplex. So I'm so glad that I went and caught it. Um, I think Corey's seen this, but I could be wrong. Um, But basically, I'll just go ahead and say it. It's the Korean film Parasite, uh, directed by Bong Joon-ho, written uh, and directed by him. It's a dark comedy. um, And it's about this low-income family in Korea and they're, you know, basically living on a pittance. They're trying to find work. Um, a friend of one of the children of the family comes and visits and, uh, says he's leaving his position as an English tutor for this really rich family and says that the, the young man should go and check it out and try to, to get the job. And he's like, well, I don't, I'm, I don't have any credentials. I haven't graduated college. And he's like, well, who cares? You know, just fake it. So uh, his sister makes him a, a fake, uh, I guess, certificate of, you know, that he's able to, to tutor in English and he gets hired and uh, they, you know, eventually the entire family, you know, unbeknownst to the actual family that they're working for uh, gets hired on at the, at the house. And they're, you know, they, they kind of have to weasel their way in there. Um, and it's super hilarious uh, and I don't want to give away anything about this movie because it was so great and you just have to watch it for yourself. Um, but there's a huge, huge turn. Um, and of course the whole movie is an allegory of class system. Rich people live at the top of the city while the poor live partially underground at the bottom. Um, you know, to, to, in order to, to reach the, the house that they're working at for the rich people, they have to climb like a shit ton of stairs. It's metaphorical for the struggle of reaching the top, you know? Um, and it's about how like lower class people are constantly attacking each other as opposed to, you know, attacking a, a system or whatever. And of course the word parasite comes from the fact that people are leeching off of, of the family, but there's something hidden, you know, that, that you don't, you do see it, but it's, 
you know, it doesn't come out and there's like, like I said, there's a huge twist at the end that completely shocked me. Um, and I felt so many different emotions watching this movie and I can't recommend it enough. I, I really think everyone should see it. Corey, did you see this movie? I didn't. No, because oh, I, I, I was kind of in the same place where I like, I really couldn't find a theater like near me. that had Yeah. It, so. Yeah. It, it's unfortunate that a movie that's that well done you know, is, has such a limited release, but I understand if this movie doesn't win best foreign language film, uh, or best foreign film or whatever at the Oscars, I will be shocked. It was my favorite movie of the year. Hands down. I saw it make a lot of number one lists, like at number one or like get number one on a lot of lists. Yeah. I could, it's one of those movies where I couldn't believe what I, what I saw, you know, like you, you sit there at the end and you're just like, you can't even get out of your seat. Um, and like I said, it's a dark comedy, you know, it's not like it's, uh, terrifying or anything, I, but I couldn't believe it. It's kind of like, uh, I believe it was 2017 watching nocturnal animals. And, and after seeing that movie, just being like, I can't believe what I just saw, you know, like just being in awe of a movie like that, it, it was so well done. And I really want people to see it, but it's only going to make a five on the grayscale. <laughs> That's what I give it. Yeah. I heard you talking about this movie. You actually Marco Polo'd, uh, me pretty much or Apollo the group right after you watching it and saying you're speechless and I'm like, well, it definitely had some sort of emotional impact on you. So that obviously is a good tell of a movie if it can make you have multiple different emotions coming out of that. So yeah, I haven't seen it. So my number one though, huh? So like I said, this could have been interchangeable with the number two with Do- Dolomite. Um, same platform and it's going to be The Irishman. Martin Tresacy, through all three and a half hours of it, I enjoyed it all. <laughs> didn't, didn't watch it all in one sitting. I did not. I didn't sit down there, and I think I probably took me three sittings to actually finish the, the whole movie. But I like that it wasn't a TV show where they tried to make like you know like a, just do it in a season and break it up that way, like a mini or series, shorten, or shorten it at all because I, you just I think the thing that was most interesting about the entire movie, it's a mob movie. So it's, you know, and it's narrated. And so that you have that going for it. But the thing that was most compelling, I think was just watching them age. Like, it's just like, I've never been so gripped by a movie that like, just like, basically it's a story uh, about the labor union. It follows a, a guy, Frank, the Irishman Sheeran. And he joined the mob after being in world war two, um, and he ended up, you know, kind of being right hand to Jimmy Hoffa for a while. And it gets into like the assassination of JFK and Hoffa and just how like the mob was maybe attached to all that possibly, um, has a great cast, um, as far as, the um, Scorsese movie got like the narrow who plays Frank Al Pacino's in there playing Jimmy Hoffa, Joe Pesci, uh, plays Russell and Ray Romano is like a cousin. It's a, the whole family thing there with, um, forgive me if I forget the name of the, the Philadelphia mob family's last name, or I'll probably mispronounce it anyway and get myself swimming with the fishies. <laughs> so, um, I'm not even going to try, but anyway, it's, it was just watching Frank and his loyalty to like the labor union loyalty to the mob and like having like his they're dying off. They're just basically getting old and dying, but they don't ever change their loyalty. And, and just the, what it's like living that sort of a life possibly, but then outliving that life 
<laughs> it was you know, like, cause you're not supposed to, you're, everyone's supposed to die young in, in that sort of lifestyle. And to like, actually like to, to get old and, and pass away or get old and have your friends pass away and, and the story of that and it still be entertaining. Um, yeah, I recommend it. it. I think again, it speaks to like how like these platforms, like, uh, you know, obviously Martin Scorsese and this cast of characters could have easily like gone straight to the silver screen, straight to Hollywood with this. But, um, I actually watched it behind the scenes when he was talking about, well, why did you make this you know, for Netflix? He's like, well, I didn't make this for Netflix. He's like, I just made a movie. He's like, I just wanted, I wanted to be true to this art that I wanted to do. And then after I made it, then we decided how, how do we want to get this out? And so I didn't, mm. I didn't really care of how they got it out at that point. So, it just really speaks to the art that there is in, in the direction and the vision of the movie. And I mean, it's kind of classic mob movie, but I think the layers come in as they're dealing with the actual like aging of these mobsters, which I thought was just really cool how they did that. Yeah. And it made you absolutely love Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> like you're like, <laughs> I'm like, cause I didn't know anything about Hoffa. You know, it's a real character. And I'm just like, Oh dude, like this guy could have changed the world. But anyway. Yeah. Corey, have you seen this movie? I have seen it. I have. What do you think about it? I'm kind of the opposite on a lot of it. Uh, just what uh, Omar uh, just expounded on. Uh, I would have preferred it to be like cut up into like a four part miniseries. Cause I mean, Tarantino just did it with hateful eight. And I honestly thought it made it more digestible. Uh, there were like, there were chunks of the Irishman that were like phenomenal, like Scorsese, like 100% like this is great, but it felt like a chore at times mm-hmm. getting there. Um, mm-hmm. And and my thing is, is like, I'm not going to, yeah, there's a ton of stuff you could have edited out for time, but like, for whatever reason, he is the filmmaker kept it in there. So I'm not going to like knock it or say he should have done, made it shorter. Um, but uh, yeah, I agree that like the whole, like watching the age thing is pretty cool. But at the same time, that technology like freaks me out a little bit. Cause like, <laughs> right. cause like uh, De Niro like broke by playing, a young Marlon Brando in a movie and you're like, Oh, like jobs going to start going away for young actors. Cause now actors can just mm. play like themselves at 20, but like, yeah, it's a really good movie, but it definitely, it was, it was worth, it's definitely a movie that I'm like anticipating going back and watching. And I want to try to watch it in a single sitting. Cause yeah, I had to watch it in pieces over like Thanksgiving break as well. Um, but it, but one thing, the acting is ridiculously good. Yeah. The performances are stupid good. Like for like, just from everybody, even Anna Paquin is like the the girl that doesn't really speak again. It's kind of like Margot Robbie. She does so much with so little in this movie. Mm Um, and then yeah, Joe Pesci like or coming back that was awesome. Wow. It was kind of wor- yeah. that was kind of worth it. So Joe Pesci's character just made you fall in love with him. Like no matter like oh, yeah. he just was gold. I have to agree with a lot of what you guys just said about the acting. I think you know as I was watching this movie, I was blown away. Uh, by the performances. Uh, certainly Joe Pesci did a great job. Um, and I would agree with about Anna Paquin and uh, even De Niro. Uh, but man, whoever did the visuals, like the makeup or, or the CGI or whatever it is that caused them to look that way. It's freaky. And the funny <laughs> thing is, as you mentioned, old. right? Well, they look old and then they look really young. Like, I mean, Robert De Niro does not look as young as he does in the beginning of that movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how the fuck they did that. 
maybe it's like the deep fake stuff that they're doing. Yeah. Uh, but either way, like it looks really good. I mean, there's still like, you can tell in parts you can that, tell. Yeah. you know, but like, it's still a huge leap, I think in the way that they're doing that stuff. And you said earlier, like they're probably going to stop hiring people. Like I just read, I, maybe it was like two days ago that somebody is casting James Dean. Yeah, in a Vietnam movie. Yes. Like, how the fuck are you going to cast someone who's been dead for 50 years? It, well, maybe even more than that. He wasn't even alive during Vietnam. Yeah, so you don't, even, you don't even know what his <laughs> views on Vietnam would have been. Like, that's what's bad about it. It's so weird. Like, I mean, but it's going to, it's coming, you know, like yeah. that kind of technology is going to be around to where you don't even need actors anymore. Like you just CGI everything. Is this the only movie that three people have seen? I was actually about to say something um, in that I have seen about an hour and a half of this movie because oh. I also agree with Corey that it's bloated and it is just too long to watch. And, and, I was super interested in the story. I was super into it and I didn't know that it was, you know, three and a half hour long movie. <laughs> I and didn't so either I, I went <laughs> right. And I thought, Jesus Christ, this movie's long. And I went to go, you know, pause it to check the time. And I was like, Holy shit. I got like a whole nother, you know, three hours to watch. How is this possible? <laughs> you know? And I, I literally have never gone back to watch it. That was probably about a month ago. And I will eventually end up watching this movie, but I can't vote on it because I haven't seen it all. But man, what I did see is really good, but I think it's probably just way too long. <sighs> I'm sorry. I can't vote. <laughs> So close. That's fine. So that's, that's, close to having three people in one show. That's my choice. I, I feel like if it was his movie and there wasn't somebody watching an hour and a half of it, he would allow the voting. But that is okay. not true. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen it all, you can't that, vote on it. You've watched a whole movie's worth of a movie. That's, that's, that's <laughs> what I'm thinking. I mean, like, that's, that's, it's not like 20 minutes and you gave up. You know, like, it was right. like a whole movie's worth. In comparison to. Once upon a time in Hollywood, it is 20 minutes because <laughs> it's, I don't know. How long is it? Three and a half hours. Yeah. It's like three yeah, 40. Know. I think. Yeah. I think I ended up probably watching about 45 minutes of it. I, I may be wrong. You edited it now. It's numbers though. So we'll give you some grace. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Um, what, what do you guys give the Irishman? I, I can't wait to go and finish this movie. It's just going to take a while. <sighs> Man. Again, because I feel like there's not a lot for me to pull on in 2019 and I'm going off of movies of 2019 and it's same as Dolomite hand in hand. I'll give it a five. Cool. Corey. I just give it the scope of what it is. And I think Martin Scorsese's earned the right to, I kind of have this like F it all attitude and do whatever he wants. I'll give it a four. Okay. I mean, it's, it's really long, but it, it's, 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 it's incredible what he did. Yeah. We've got a bit of a conundrum here, y'all, because uh, <laughs> as I'm looking at the, uh, at the, well, obviously the Irishman gets nine on the grayscale, which is, is there really a protocol nice. for tiebreakers. Not really. Um, I think we've historically, we kind of let our, uh, we let our people who listen to the podcast, we let them vote on it. Cause when we did the space movies, star Wars and star Trek were tied. And, and so, star Wars won, according to the poll on won. Facebook. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more nerds out there. <laughs> Indeed. But yeah, you know, so so we have a bit of a conundrum because there's technically three ties three here. Three ties, yeah. Um, Dolomite in my name, 
uh, and the Irishman are tying at second place. Wait, can we not um, start at second place? <laughs> <laughs> okay. let, me, let me do this. Um, okay, I'm going to do it. You this is how you do it, Chris. dyslexic number person. Like, if there's a dyslexic for numbers, it'd be Chris. I don't matter. There is a okay. word for that, dyslexia with numbers. I can't remember what it's called, though. <laughs> number- I want Chris to do the Olympics and the silver medal goes <laughs> <laughs> It would oh be a disaster. We would start World War Four. All right. In third place, tied for third place, is A Marriage Story and Booksmart with 8.5. Tied for second place. Do you see how I'm doing this, Chris? Okay. Um, is yes. Dolomite and the Irishman for nine <laughs> points. And in first place, because we say that one last, Chris, we okay. is Knives so Out mean. and Once, a t- <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, both tied at 10 points. Wow. So we have a three-way, wow. a, a two-way tie on all three platforms. And then if you're looking at, um, but then to Pretty win cool, the game, actually. though, Omar won the game with 24 points. You can he check did my win back. the game 20, with 24, 24? points. How did you already tie like? I've been uh, adding add it up over here because I haven't seen uh, any of the movies you guys are talking about, and no one saw mine. So I've just been sitting here and twiddling my thumbs and doing all that. So sad. <laughs> I'd like to point out that I came in very close second at twenty three point five points. And Corey's at 20, 22.5. It was a very close race between the three of you, and I with fifteen points. <laughs> <laughs> but Wine Country did not get last. I guess oh, this that's is true right. because skin you, got last. you, yeah, yeah, skin got last. Because yeah. here's the deal: do we really trust Omar, who's who's only going to watch 20 minutes of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and then say it sucks? I can't yes. trust that. Trust me, it sucked. That first 20 minutes was hard. Oh my god! If I was locked in and was at a theater and couldn't <laughs> leave, then I might be able to, you know, enjoy the rest of it. But. <laughs> I, I had other options with my life, and it was not. He went that. with the four-hour <laughs> version a movie of The Irishman instead yeah, of the. <laughs> but he plowed through The Irishman in the seven different scenes, and some mobster telling Robert De Niro to, <laughs> to I, tell Jimmy Hoffa to back off. <laughs> I like streaming TV shows. I like that, like they're like I can watch you know two hours of something and, and know that I can go back and continue that storyline. So I had the ex- exact opposite reaction as you did when I got like an hour and a half into this movie thinking that, oh, this is going to be over soon. And then I'm like, oh shit, there's two more hours of this. I was like excited. I'm like, oh. you just called it a TV show. So does said, that disqualify I said, I, this? I said I like TV shows. I didn't nah. say that this was a TV show. I said, that's what I like. <laughs> Uh, once again, Omar's wrong. I, I do apologize for the listeners out there. Um, he won wrong again. The winner. He won again. <laughs> wrong with the winner. It's lonely at top. Haters will hate. Oh, dear. <laughs> Corey, I'm so Slump. sorry that Omar it's disrespected your number one movie that way. It's all right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please come back again, Corey. No, this has been fun. So obviously, happy new year, guys. Um, hope that your 2020 is filled with much better movies than 2019. <laughs> <laughs> movies That Molded Me is brought to you by the Fade to Grade Network. I edited this episode. The music is by Heath Dills and me. If you agree with me over Omar about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, please get on social media and defend Corey and I about this because this is insane.